Hey, One Chapel, this is Chris Hodges at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. And I know a lot of you don't know me, but I know you and I pray for you every day. Your pastors, Ross and Amy, have been friends of mine for over 20 years and I'm honored to serve as one of your overseers at One Chapel. By the way, Pastor Ross and I are working right now on a date for me to come and be there personally with you to see all that God is doing at One Chapel, and it's amazing. And you probably don't realize that what God has done there in five short years is not normal. You all have built a great church and have a great future ahead of you. All of us here at Church of the Highlands are watching your progress and cheering you on. Let me say a word of thanks to those of you who consistently serve, pray, and give. I promise you, you'll look back one day very soon and be so glad that you did all that you could to make a difference right there in the Austin area. So keep up the great work. Now today, I'm gonna speak to you via video with a message I brought to our church in a series called, I Have Decided. So let's open up our hearts to God's word and go to the message. Let's talk about today the third, what I think is the third most important decision for you to make in a brand new year, and that is the decision to discover what on earth am I doing here in the first place? What on earth is my purpose? What is the vision for my life? Uh, years ago, I read a story in Pastor Craig Rochelle's book, It, great book um, that I, I read, and in it, the first chapter of the book, he tells a story of this greyhound dog track in Florida, where, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a dog hound, gray, uh, gray, greyhound dog track, but they obviously send these dogs out because there's this mechanical rabbit on the interior rail of the, of the track that kind of motivates these dogs. I mean, they don't have a jockey, they don't have somebody kicking them, you know, so they need a reason to go. And so at this particular race, they let the rabbit go just a little ahead of them. They let the dogs go, and they take off galloping toward this mechanical rabbit when all of a sudden, this little mechanical rabbit had a malfunction and explodes. <laughs> and fur and wires go everywhere. And as the story goes, not one of those dogs finished the race. In fact, one of them actually didn't know what to do, got confused and disoriented and ran through the railing and broke all of his ribs. Another one, uh, another one just turned toward the crowd and started barking at them, oh, 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 just barking at the crowd, and the rest of them just sat down. And I thought, what a picture of life, man. When you don't have that rabbit, you don't have something in view to chase, you'll hurt yourself, you'll holler at everybody else, or just lay down, you know, just, what else are you going to do? And one of the most important commodities, in fact, I, I consider it to be one of the highest commodities that I personally possess, is I have a dream, I have a vision, I have a reason to get up every morning. I know what I'm on the earth for. And I think probably one of the best gifts I can give you, and really, honestly, 
A lot of the Bible is focused around this because one of the best gifts you'll ever receive in your life is having clarity of vision and purpose. I have decided that it's time for me to live my life on purpose. I want to show you a verse out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18. It says, where there is no, say the word out loud, where there is no, where there is no vision, people die. They run through railing. They bark at things. They, they don't know what to do. Where there is no vision for your life, you'll perish. And some of you that are here today have said that phrase. I feel like I'm dying. I have no purpose, no no sense of destiny. I really don't, I'm not living for a dream, kind of in survival mode. I'm just in existence. In the NIV, it says it this way, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. If I don't really don't know why I'm on this planet, then what matters? Nothing matters. It doesn't matter to go to church or not. It doesn't matter to pay my bills or not. It doesn't matter to, it doesn't matter. I just doesn't matter because I don't really care anyway. Whatever. You know, just people say, whatever. This doesn't matter. I looked up this word, revelation or vision, in the Hebrew, which is what your Old Testament original language manuscripts are, and it's the word kazon, kazon. Not to be confused with the kazon, <laughs> which sounds really good on day 15 of a fast. Move it, get it off, get it, all right. But <laughs> I couldn't resist, sorry. But it's a calzone, a calzone. And the definition is, take, write this down in your notes with me today. It's a dream, a revelation, or a vision. I have a dream. I have a revelation of what life's all about. I have a vision for my life. Now that's the question I wanna ask you today. Do you have a vision, a dream, a revelation? And you would need to know that a lot of the programming at Highlands centers around this topic because I believe it's one of the most important commodities you can possess. In fact, the reason why I think it's the third highest decision that you can make in your life is because when you define this, it brings meaning to everything else. Like now I know why I breathe air, now I know why I pay bills, now I know why I wake up, now I know why I'm raising kids, now I know why I exist, because I have clarity of mind in my vision. I have a dream, I have a revelation, I have a purpose for my life. Write these down if you're taking notes today. A vision for your life will bring focus. Focus. I love that word. Some of us really aren't living our lives very focused right now, so what happens is you say yes to everything. You say no to very few things. And so, yeah, sounds great. And then here's what the language of the day is. Everybody's saying it. How's it going, man? Oh, man, just been busy. It's busy. Man, I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, yeah, because you're doing everything, even the things that don't contribute to your purpose. But when you have focus in your life, it's like, I know what I do, I know what I don't do. It just brings clarity to my life. And I'm gonna tell you, all of hell will have a vision for your life. McDonald's has a plan for your body. You know that, everybody? <laughs> Hollywood has a plan for your family. The telemarketers have a plan for your finances. And if you don't have some focus, you don't know what you exist for, well, that sounds pretty good. Take a little of that. But when you have a vision, man, tremendous focus for your life. It's so funny because um, uh, every year we set aside these 21 days, and in the 21 days, I don't travel, I don't do anything, I don't really take hardly any appointments. I come in and meet with the team a couple of days, you know, and 
But I really spend time, you know, I try to spend 20 or more hours every week in God's Word and just studying and getting ready for the series that I'm gonna bring you this year and just having a time where I get personally closer to the Lord and kind of recover my breath. And it's just been glorious, by the way. I've had the best ever, but every year also, I get the best invitations to do stuff. I mean, like, <laughs> the best. I got three this year that were, it was, it was painful to say, no, I can't. But I'm gonna tell you, at the end of the day, honestly, it wasn't even, I really didn't even have to make a decision because I've already decided there's a lot of good things going on, but I'm doing a great work right here. And this is what I'm gonna focus on. And these first 21 days, I'm giving them to Jesus. I'm gonna give God the first of my life. And all of a sudden, all the clarity, and I'm gonna tell you, I have as much vision today, everybody, as I did the first day I moved to Birmingham and dreamed of all this. Man, God's putting a vision in my heart for where we go in the future. It brings focus to your life, and I want that so much for every one of you. Secondly, a vision for life's gonna bring you endurance. Endurance, because some of you are about really so tired you're ready to give up. And you've even thought, I might as well give up. Have no endurance. And, it, and the culprit is you've lost your vision for life. Endurance. When you see a goal in view, man, it just keeps you going. Which That's why I don't like doing marathon running. I, I, like, I, need, I need a goal. That, that, that finish line is too far away. So I, I'm, one of those, I'm one of those that if I had a sticker on my car, it'd say 0.0, I don't run. Come on, somebody, all right? <laughs> but anyway, I just, this is just too far away. It takes too long. I need, a, I, need a, I need something in view, a goal line. And the question of the day for you is, do you have a goal line in view? Do you have something that you're striving for, something you're attaining to? I watched my precious wife. My wife is the sweetest person on the planet. I mean, she's sweet, sweet, precious, gentle, quiet. Just she's a, she's she's amazing. But I saw this lady personally. I was I was I was a I was at a front row seat of five kids being born, and we started having. We had the first three when we lived in Colorado. The last two in Baton Rouge and. But when we were in Colorado, you know, they, they're kind of more natural out there, so they didn't really talk about epidurals and all this. It's like, here's an aspirin, let's go. You know, I was like, it's, it's, it's full-on kind of natural childbirth. We didn't really know the difference. It wasn't really like a goal or anything. She just decided, hey, let's go this route. And I saw this girl, I'm telling you, man, there was a goal in sight. Honey, can I, can I tell you, get out the way. Hair, teeth, and eyeballs, baby. She was getting after it. And it was no giving up, man, no giving up because the, the finish line in sight. Some of you are going through the pains of something that intense. But it's wearing you out and you're ready to give up because you've lost sight of your vision for your life. Vision brings you endurance. And the final thing is the vision for your life will bring you fulfillment. Fulfillment. And some of you have been looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. And you've tried it. That's the reason why I love my job. You know why I love my job? Because you can't find it anywhere else. And that's how God made you. So try it. Go see if fame will do it. See if money will do it. See if position will do it. See, try, try it. Go ahead and try it. You'll be back. Because none of that, at the end of the day, satisfies. None of that, at the end of the day, gives you any really real reason to your, live your life. So the real question of the day is then where does vision come from? Where does it come from? Well, it comes from the one who's already written all the days ordained for you in his book, Psalm 139. God has written all the days ordained for you written in his book, to which some of you are thinking, he's not a very good author because my life's a mess. No, some of us add chapters, right, that God didn't write. 
I've done that. I have a few chapters. I'm sure he wasn't the author of them. But what's great about our God is the last chapter still fits. He has this unique ability to take all the bad things and turn them around for good. And I'm going to tell you, no matter, how, no matter how many chapters you've added, I'm telling you that that last chapter still fits. God has a plan for your life. Look at the verse in Ephesians chapter 1. It is in Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. It's in Christ that we find out who we are, what we're living for. It's in Christ that we find out our part of the overall purpose that he's working out in everything and in everyone. Again, that's why I love my job, because you're not going to find it anywhere else. You're going to have to come to God to find it out, because he's the one who made you. He's the one who, who created you, and he created you as his special workmanship in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. Now, a lot of people are trying hard. They're just missing the target. I heard a story. It was actually 10 years ago this year in the 2004 Olympics in Athens. We had, at the, uh, the Amer America had um, a guy in the rifle competition, a guy named Matthew Emmons, and he was the best in the world at it. He would do what was called the three-position, 15-meter rifle competition. And he was so far ahead of everybody else, and all, every, literally everyone else, that in the last round of shooting, all he had to do was hit the target anywhere. And, and, it, and to hit the target anywhere, those guys don't even have to aim. Just get power, it, it, done, gold medal. And they had this unique ability. I've been, I read up on it. And what, what makes them good at the sport is they had this ability to calm themselves and slow their heart rate down so there's no jitter. So they can just squeeze that trigger. And there's literally not even a little bit of a, of a jitter because they can just calm themselves so well. So here he is in first place. All he has to do is hit the target. And he lines up, heart rate slows down. I mean, not even a little bit of a jitter. Pow, bullseye on the wrong target. He went from first place to eighth place, no medal. And I thought about how many people, they're trying, pow, bullseye, wrong target. You tried in all these other places, and it's just coming up empty. Well, I got good news for you. God has a purpose for your life. He wants to reveal it to you. And in fact, one of the focuses of our church is to get you into a life of fulfillment. I believe God wants every person saved, restored, redeemed, and fulfilled. I think he wants to save you. I think he wants to get rid of all the pain and the junk of yesterday. I think he wants to redeem you and help you find that unique purpose so you can live this life of fulfillment. So here's what we've decided today, and that is I have decided that this year, 2014, here's my decision. This is going to be the year that I get in my purpose. I'm going to find God's vision for my life. I'm going to, I'm going to hone into that dream, and I'm going to live that dream out, and I'm making a personal guarantee to you that if you do, it will change everything. In fact, it will even make what you're now currently calling your problems smaller. Because when you have something in your life bigger than your problems in view, they're there. They just don't get that much of attention anymore because you're living for something important. So let's dissect this a little bit. I want to get you on the path 
to help, to help you find God's vision and purpose for your life. And one of the best books to do that in the Bible is the book of Ephesians. In fact, some scholars say if you could only read one book of the New Testament, read the book of Ephesians. They, many scholars call it the Magna Carta of the Christian faith. It has all about how God's chosen you. It talks about how he saved you in chapter two. It talks about the body of Christ and your role in the body. And then there's just tons of practical information. Probably like three pages in your Bible. It would take you 15 minutes to read it chock full of doctrine and instruction about marriage, about kids, about your language, and then it ends with this discussion on spiritual warfare. It's powerful. It's really, really a powerful book. So I decided that we would go digging for God's vision for our life in this kind of this Magna Carta of the Christian faith. And so we're gonna pick it up in chapter five, verse eight, and it says this, for you were once in darkness, but now you are, and I want you to notice the language, you are light in the Lord, Live as children of the light. Let me just kind of say it to, to tie it in today's message. In other words, make your life about ex putting light on your life. You want to light up your life. For the fruit of light consists in all the goodness, righteousness, and truth, the truth that God has for your life. Goes on to say, and then find out what pleases the Lord. We're going to come back to that, but I want you to focus on that. Find out the things that please the Lord. Conversely, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Now, all of us have some dark places. We have some places that some of us, we're the only ones who know them. That's why they're dark. Some of them, they're dark because we just know they're just stuff in our life that just not, it's not that good. We have fruitless deeds of darkness, and he says, here's, the, here's what you need to do. Expose them. Bring them to light. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by Light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. That's why it is said, and this is my message to you today, wake up, you who are sleeping. Wake up, those of you who are living your life with no direction. Wake up, those of you who are living your life with no vision or purpose, and rise from the dead, and here's what will happen. Christ will shine his light on you. Then it says it again. Be careful, then, how you're living your life, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every, key word here, of your opportunities. Now, God will make sure that in your quest to find this vision, he will give you opportunities to find it when you follow the, the game plan, the prescription here, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, and he says it again, understand God's purpose, his vision, his will for your life. Go ahead and discover that. Make it a quest. And do not get drunk on wine, which leads to Debauchery, it's a fancy word that simply means this. The actual definition is extreme indulgence in your senses. A simple definition for you would be your, your, your senses, your, your, your feelings are calling the shots of your life. So lust leads, not your decisions. Um, your appetites are leading. Your, it's just, so you're letting your body just kind of be in charge. Don't live that way. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That word literally means the breath of God that brings life to everything else. Okay, so what does all that mean? Well, he gave us several instructions through there. In fact, most of them were mentioned twice about what we can do, and I just thought, let me, let me bring it down to three questions that if you can ask yourself and answer, it will put you, if not all the way there, 
It'll put you on the quest of finding God's vision and purpose for your life. Here's the first question, and that is that what am I doing that I really shouldn't be doing? That's a good question. Now, all of us, I bet, if we're honest, have things in our lives that we're doing that we know that we're not doing. In fact, let me say it this way. There are those of us, most of us here today, that know we're living a life that we were never intended to live. And some of you have given up and said, okay, sirrah, sirrah, this is just what it's gonna be. Listen to me. No. You serve a God who cleans your slate, gives you a fresh start. Man, just, this is the time to expose the deeds of darkness and say, they coming into 2014. I'm not bringing that junk with me anymore. This is my year. And hiding behind those deeds of darkness is God's vision for your life. All you need to move is move this junk out of the way. I want to show it to you in Scripture. Romans chapter 12. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world. So don't be so worldly. Get out of the world's junk, everybody. Get out of that worldly junk. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind then. I left it like that because I wanted just to, just to tease you a little bit. Then. What happens if I decide, you know what? I need to get rid of these deeds of darkness. I'm going to get rid of that junk that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing. What's going to happen then? Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Hiding behind those deeds of darkness is God's will for your life. See, it's the enemy who wants to keep all that junk in your life to keep you from living the dream, the vision, the revelation that God has for you, the part of your life that's actually the most fulfilling in life. So what do we do? Expose it. I mean, when you agree that this is the year that I'm not gonna let the internet bring me into that sin anymore. I'm, not, I'm gonna get out of that harmful relationship. I'm not, I'm not gonna have, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not gonna let my senses tell me what to do anymore. In fact, all that junk, it ain't even worth it. It's not bringing me any happiness anyway. And I'm turning it loose. Come on, y'all, this is good preaching. I'm preaching about 69% better than y'all responding right now. <laughs> Give me a Baptist wave or a Methodist cough or something. All right, come on now. All right. <laughs> Proverbs chapter four. <laughs> Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet. Take only the ways that are firm. Don't swerve. To the right or the left, keep your foot from evil. Say, Pastor Chris, what if that is my resolution this year? I'm going to tell you, you're going to find your purpose hiding behind all that junk. Here's the second question I'm going to ask you, and that is, that what am I not doing that I should be doing? What am I not doing? That's a good question, too. Because remember the Bible says, I'm going to give you opportunities. I'm going to give you some light. And honestly, I think that's our job here at a church is to give you opportunities to step into something meaningful and purposeful. For some of you, you know what that means? That means it's time for you to, to go ahead and give your life to Jesus. You've still been kicking the tires of this thing called faith and you're checking it all out, but it's time for you to not come on Sundays, but to go all in. I'm gonna serve God. I, it's time for me to do something. In fact, I'm going I'm to read my Bible every day. I'm going I'm to pray for different ones of you. It's different things. But it's time to do the things that I know to do. And here's what you're going to discover. Hiding behind all those things you know you're supposed to be doing that you know you're supposed to be doing. It's God's purpose and plan for your life. James, the book of James is a, 
is a very blunt book. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm outlining the book right now for a future series. I don't know when it'll show up, but we're gonna do a book study on the book of James. It can be brutal at times. It's a pretty straightforward little book. And in chapter four, he says it this way, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. And you know what that means? That means you don't need me to tell you what you're not doing. You know. You don't even need me to tell you what you're, you, you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. You know. You don't need a Holy Chris. You got a Holy Spirit already talking to you. And he's been putting his finger on these areas and he's saying, don't you think it's time for this to go? And don't you think it's time for you to go ahead and step into? And it's true. Some of you need to step into this last week of these 21 days of prayer. You know what? That fasting thing's kind of strange for me. I'm gonna research it. I'm gonna be a part of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish these last days out. Some of you need to set a clock for 5 a.m. Come to prayer. Like, dude, I don't know if I wanna do that. Don't let debauchery, don't let your senses call the shot. If I did, I promise you, I wouldn't be here tomorrow morning either. No, I'm gonna live my life filled with the Spirit of God. Why? Because tucked in, not doing what I know I shouldn't be doing, and then doing what I know I should be doing, I, I lock into God's purpose and His plan for my life. We're launching small groups next week. We already have 1,400 of them online right now with another week of registering groups. We'll have over 2,000 when it's all said and done. I'm gonna tell you, some of you need to get in a group. That needs to be your, you know, I know, I, I keep hearing it every year I come to Highlands, I keep hearing that. I know I need to do that. And you need to overcome your fears and whatever it is that keeps you from it and say, I know this is a priority for someone to know what's really going on inside of me. For some of you, it's time for you to lead the group. Say, I don't know, pastor, that's, I'm a pretty messed up guy. Let me tell you, the best person to minister to messed up people is other messed up people. They rather hear from you than the perfect people. Promise you. They feel a lot more at home and feel comfortable to say, yeah, I got that too. I remember how I had to deal with that. Come on, I'll pray with you. I'll stand with you. I remember how tough that is. And honestly, some of you, that's what you're missing in your life. Somebody depending on you. You know, one of the things, and it's, it's not the only thing, but you know, one of the things that keeps me straight, you know, just like I, 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 I'm praying and serving and just loving and keeping, you know, keeping my, keeping my nose clean and all, you know what? It's you. Because I just happen to think that you like it if I go home to my wife every evening. I think you would like that. I think you prefer that. <laughs> yeah. I just think you probably like it if I, if I was to do that, right? And so that's not the only reason I'm staying faithful to my wife. There's a lot of good reasons, but you come to mind from time to time. I want you to know that. And when we lead groups, Tammy and I lead groups, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, we'll get, in, we'll, start a, we'll start a fight. Tammy and I have more starter fights than actually the full-blown fight. So like, you know, come on couples, y'all know, you know when a, when, a, when a discussion gets serious and then it turns that corner where the gloves came off round one. Here we go, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And so we get there, we get to round one a lot, if that makes you feel any better, like we're there. And inevitably, about 90% of the time, we just look at each other and go, we can't do this. She goes, you're right. I'm like, I know, baby, Sunday's coming. I mean, like, <laughs> we, don't have time, we don't have time to do this because we have a life that's, a, we're living a great work. We, ha we have things that, that matter. I'm gonna tell you something, to be very honest with you. If you didn't exist, Tammy and I would fight more. 
It's true. Some of you need to lead a group, and you get in a, you, I'm telling you what's going to happen. You're going to get in, like, honey, we can't go there. Like, I see a car in the parking and in the driveway right now. They here. <laughs> so, honey, we got to kiss. Hurry, kiss me. Like, we got to get over this. I'm very serious. Some of you need to lead for your own sake because you'll pray better. Some of you are praying. You ain't got nothing to pray for. Everything in, in life changes when you have some purpose. Matthew chapter 6 says it this way. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. In fact, I want to give that to you as, as some homework for those who's like, dude, this is the message for me. Well, here's how. Give me a year of your life. Go to everything. Get in a small group. Lead a small group. Get on the growth track. I mean, we've got Discovery 301 today. It's, it, it like so lines up with this message. You want to discover how God made you and your uniqueness? Come to today's class. Because what we do is we do a personality profile, a spiritual gifts profile, and in it, we're going to help you discover the uniqueness that is you. And I'm going to tell you, we call it discovery because the light comes on. Sound familiar from Ephesians? All of a sudden, you walk out there going, Oh, now I know. And it brings meaning to everything else. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. I want to encourage you. What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What am I not doing that I actually should be doing? You answer those questions. You're going to have, have one quantum leap toward God's vision and purpose for your life. And here's the last question I want to give you. And we're going to close with this question. Why not do it today? So like, don't do it next semester. Don't do it next week. Don't wait till next 21 days. Don't wait till, no, today. Today. Hey, everybody. Today. Because I'm going to tell you, we're over-exaggerating yesterday. We are overestimating tomorrow. We are underappreciating this moment today. Today. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the time. It's time right now. Don't wait. Do it right now. Some of us got a little procrastination. How many of y'all are procrastinators? Raise your hand. Pro yeah. See, some of y'all procrastinate. Like, I'm going to raise my hand in a minute. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, today's the day. Look on the screen with me, please. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Let me say it this way. God has never loved you more, cared for you more, willing to give you a fresh start more. He's never been more excited about the plan that he has for your life than right now. Now is the day of God's salvation. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Please, no moving around at all of our locations. Give me the next few minutes just to pray with people. Give me the next few minutes to pray with you. Even if you're watching online right now, God, this is a word for you. Like today's the day. It's time. It's time to get rid of that junk. It's time to embrace all that God has for you. Today's the day. And I'm going to live my life. I have decided. I'm going to live a life of purpose and meaning, vision, fulfillment. Today you're here. And you're no, you know you're not in a right relationship with God. In fact, right now, God's dealing with you. And His Holy Spirit is drawing you. And you know you need to get some things right with God. Some of you are Christians, and you need to get some things right with God. 
Some of you have never really ever gone all in. You've, you've played church, you've been to church, you've been religious, but you've never really given him your all. That's your first step. I've decided I'm gonna follow Jesus. No turning back. Some of you need to rededicate your life today because you've walked away from him. And it's time to make 2014 the year where I go all in. I'm gonna serve God with everything. If you're watching online or at one of our campuses, maybe you're in the correctional facilities today, and you've just come to the conclusion, ain't nothing else working. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. There's a public part of that, but it begins with a private decision in your heart. And so today, I wanna lead you to that private decision right there where you are. I'm gonna invite our campus pastors to come to the stage. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. The Bible says that if you wanna be saved, you wanna give your life to Jesus, all you have to do is confess with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. I wanna lead you through that prayer right there where you're seated. I'm not gonna have you stand, I'm not gonna call you to the front. I wanna pray with you right there where you are. Would you make that decision in your heart right now? And when you do, in just a moment, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and say, you know what, that's me, count me in on that prayer. I want you to make your mind up, I'm only gonna ask you one time. That's me, I'm ready, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I need to get things right with him. You wanna be included in that prayer, lift your hand right now, count me in, just lift it up, that's it. 